Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. And today on the show, we're talking about the ANZ servicing test rate. This is just fantastic news. When I saw Andrew tomorrow, this morning, I should say, at the cafe, I just thought this is such happy news. Because he hugged me. They uh, Not quite, but he wishes. Uh, the servicing test rate has decreased from 6.65% to 5.8%. Andrew, tell us why I'm so excited about us. Okay, so the servicing test rate for any new listeners is the is the rate that the bank uses when they look at your ability to service a loan. So when you go into a bank and you apply for a loan, with, be it your own house or an investment property, new lending or, or renewing your interest-only period, they look at your ability to service the lending based on a set interest rate which is much higher than the actual interest rate. And the reason they do this is because rates are low right now and they'll go up at some stage and they like there to be a bit of fat in there. Now, it just so happens that because rates have come down at such a drastic rate that now we're kind of out of kilter. So uh, ANZ servicing test rate has been 6.65 for quite a long time. And now it's dropped to 5.80. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Uh, that's still significantly higher than the actual rate. It's probably a couple of percent higher. Or, well, sorry, it's probably about 3% higher than what you're actually paying. But they, again, like there to be a bit of fat in it. They, they, it it's not normally double, but at the moment it's kind of 3% higher and, that, and that's just where banks are comfortable. But I think it's a sign of things to come. Now, the way it works is if you go and apply for some new lending and you've got 200k worth of lending against your own house, you've got 17 more years remaining on that, the bank will say, okay, yes, the rate's 4% because you're fixed, um, but let's treat it as if it was 5.8%. And then let's look at new lending, another half million dollars, and let's look at that as 5.8%. And they work on a 30-year P&I term, even though it's an investment property, it'll be interest only, so that they know you can cope with a higher interest rate if and when those rates go up. Now, then they look at what's called the UMI. So what they look at is uh, based on your new lending and existing lending, and then uh, what it costs to run a normal household. So they have a set amount of money that it costs for, say, two adults and two children, uh, and and someone with a 10K credit card, and higher purchases at Harvey Norman and Smith City. They look at what drops out the bottom, and normally speaking uh, with ANZ, it's about $300 off the top of my head. So if you've got $300 left over per month, which might not sound like a lot, but when you're thinking about an interest rate of 5.8%, it's probably okay, then they will approve that loan subject to all your other lending criteria. And so the really important thing about this rate coming down is you can afford to borrow more money. Now this is important because if you're buying a house for yourself or you're buying a uh, property as an investment property, you may be able to afford twice as many rental properties now. Well, you might be able to afford uh, more rental properties because all of a sudden your UMI is extended because the servicing test rate has come down and we've run some models on this. That's right. So in actual fact, as Andrew would like to say, there are about two bites of the cherry. One is that your uncommitted monthly income is now higher because your personal mortgage will be tested at a lower interest rate. So you've got more uncommitted monthly income, but also that uncommitted monthly income can now service more debt because that debt is being tested at that lower interest rate. So I just want to give an example with some really simple numbers so you can get a sense of how much this could potentially impact your ability to borrow for an investment property. So I'm basing this on having a mortgage of three $300,000 on a 20-year term. That's a personal uh, personal mortgage That's already. That's a personal right? yep. mortgage already. Now, if you 
take that same 300k mortgage and based on the 5.8% interest right now, you've got an extra $150 of uncommitted monthly income per month. Now, I'm basing this on having, before you pay for that personal mortgage, you've got $6,000 of uncommitted monthly income. Now, that might sound really high because that's $1,500 a week, but remember, that's before you actually pay your mortgage. And based on that calculation, currently under or previously under the 6.65% test interest rate, you'd be able to borrow $582,000 for an investment property, 582. So you'd probably be able to buy quite a nice investment property, but based on wherever you happen to be buying at the time. Now, given that extra 150k of uncommitted monthly income and the lower interest rate, you'd now be able to borrow up to $662,000 for an investment property. So that's an extra $80,000 for of borrowing for that uh, investment property an increase of 13.75% which is which is pretty significant and so i uh, uh, for long term listeners of the show you'll remember that we did a uh, pod, uh, podcast recently recently or just after covid lockdown uh, and we did a webinar in lockdown and an article in lockdown where we talked about three things that would send the property market berserk uh, now, the, the one of those one, one of those uh, was that they would remove the LVR restrictions. That has already happened. The second was the reduction in servicing test rate. That has now happened. The third one was just kind of one that probably unlikely to happen, which was an extension of mortgage terms. We don't think that will happen. But if two of the three things have already happened, we expect to see the property market get some really significant momentum over the next couple of years. And yes, this is just A and Z at the moment, but one of the other notes in their email is that they're talking about people that are borrowing above 80%. So uh, if you borrow above 80%, they like to see a healthier UMI, a healthier uncommitted monthly income. So if you're borrowing between 80 and 85%, they like you to have a $700 a month surplus. Uh, between 85 and 90, they like there to be, see a $900 surplus. So this is really important for people who are buying their first home, who probably don't have as much of a deposit. Now, all of a sudden, their, their uncommitted monthly income is going to go up, so it's going to allow them to borrow more. Now, remember again, that if people can borrow more, they're far more likely to spend more. When they go to the auction, and there are four other people bidding against them, because they can now spend more, they will, and then they will get that house of their dreams and that will drive the property market up. That's right. And so owner-occupier's behaviour will start to lead the market. And the interesting thing is I would expect other banks to follow. So you might even, if you were quite cynical, look at this as a bit of a market share play for ANZ heading into the summer. That if the, if people are able to borrow more from ANZ, they're going to take their mortgages out through ANZ. Now, ResiMac, which is a non-bank lender, currently tests at 6%. They were the lowest in the market. Most of the other big four banks were at a 7% servicing test rate. So I would expect a lot of those other banks to follow and start decreasing so that they don't lose market share. And actually in the article that you had initially uh, uh, referred to, Andrew, I think we we predicted that it, in the scenario that it might be through Kiwi Bank being government owned, trying to give first home buyers a bit more of a go in the market. Um, I'm quite happy that we were wrong in that case. I think we, we said that in the example, it was going to go down to 5%. We may see that depending on how, how heavy the competition is and how far... Uh, 
uh, interest rates fall depending on how the OCR plays out. Well, actually, I think this is pretty significant because ANZ, remember, is the largest bank. So they, when they accumulated uh, ANZ, uh, sorry, National Bank within their portfolio, they quickly became the largest bank with the highest market share. So if the bank with the highest market share is loosening their criteria, other banks will absolutely follow or ANZ will just lend a whole lot more. And this ties back really nicely to what we were talking about in the previous episode, talking about negative interest rates. So if we do start to see those retail rates softening, then we potentially will see that coming into the servicing rates as well as the other banks react to ANZ's first move here. So we may start to see that softening again, which will flow through into increased lending ability as well from borrowers. And in many cases, this is what we should be seeing. So if we are saying that we're going to potentially see lower retail rates over time, then we should start to see that flow through into the servicing rates. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I and meet us in person, why not come along to our in-person podcast event? We're coming to Christchurch. We're coming to Wellington and Auckland mid-September. We are putting on this free event and we're going to be recording the podcast live. We want you to be a part of it. So come along. So tap or swipe over the cover art. Click on the link there and register for the event or go to opuspartners.co.nz slash pod event. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.